The summer of 1998 was a little slice of heaven. There was no social media at all. So people weren't staring at their goddamn phones all the time. You could be as ugly as you wanted to be because nobody really cared. You were just hanging out with your best friends. And why? Because it took work to put together a Friday night. People were just eating Taco Bell and watching the movie Armageddon and injecting themselves with antibiotic steroids to hit fucking home run balls. It was a simpler time. You Oh, you like home run balls? Well, how about I hit more of them and then I hit them way harder and make them go super far? How does that sound? Would that be of interest to you? Doesn't sound so bad, does it? The summer of 1998. That was the summer of the great home run chase between the human pickup truck, Mark McGuire, and the perfectly Dominican, Sammy Sosa. McGuire, the red Ford F-150, got out to a big lead, hitting 27 home runs in the first two months of the season. But then came the month of June. This is First Ballot. Welcome to First Ballot, the podcast that celebrates the moments in sports that really matter and inducts them into the First Ballot Hall of Fame. I'm your host, Neil, the long-lost Gasol brother, the podcast Jordan Clarkson, half Filipino, half Austin Reeves. I'm not the biggest Lakers fan. I am the best Lakers fan. Mr. Not Always Right, but Mr. Never Wrong. I'm coming to you live, as always, from the Shaquille O'Neal Office Depot, big and tall, executive suite, desk chair, and top grain black leather really is a behemoth of a chair it's gigantic you've never seen a desk chair so big today's episode of the first ballot hall of fame podcast could be sponsored by challah bread do you know what challah bread is it's the best bread jewish people knocked it out of the park with challah bread i feel like there are a lot of people I grew up in the middle of the country. I feel like there are a lot of people in the middle of the country that don't know what challah bread is. You, you, you haven't bought it. You haven't eaten it. it. Listen to me when I say this. It is the best bread. Do you like French toast? Get challah bread and make French toast to challah bread. It's out of this world. My mother was raised Jewish. She was bat mitzvah, the whole thing. She converted to Catholicism. Long story. Converted from my father. The point is, as I'm told, Jewish people told me, if your mother was Jewish, you're Jewish. Listen, baby, I'm in the family, and I'm spreading the good word here. Challah bread, it's delicious, my God. The chosen bread of God's chosen people. Try it today. It's bananas. Listen, challah bread industry, I'm willing to keep doing this for you. Throw a little change my way. Sammy Sosa's 20 home run month in June of 1998 is without equivocation a great sports moment, but is it a first ballot Hall of Famer? We have to decide that today, and here to help me figure it all out is a very special guest. I'm so excited to have him on the show. I really look up to this guy. Fantastic career. I, I really appreciate what he's done with it. Super talented director, writer, producer. He's no doubt directed one of your favorite comedy TV shows. The list includes Saturday Night Live, AP, Bio, Keenan, Shrill, Mixed-ish, Sunnyside, Detroiters, The Last Man on Earth, that damn Michael Che, and most recently, Bubkiss, starring Pete Davidson, which you can stream on Peacock right now. He also wrote and directed the feature film, Vampires versus the Bronx, which is on Netflix right now. You can go watch it. And this man is an Emmy winner, nominated three times, winning once for creating SNL, 
which is a doc series on YouTube. It's the talented, the proudly Dominican, Oz Rodriguez. Oz, thank you for being on the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. God, this is going to be great. Thank you so much for doing this. Oz, you're born in Cuba, raised in the Dominican Republic. Is that correct? Yeah. That is correct. I was uh, I left when I was five months old. Ama- Wait a minute. Left from Cuba. Got it. To Dominican. Mm-hmm. To Tell Dominican. me your immigrant story to the United States, if you don't mind. Uh, okay. So my mom is Cuban. My dad went to Cuba to study medicine. They have a great uh, medical school. Um, he met my mom. I was born. Uh, we moved to the <laughs> Dominican Republic. Uh that is the eat the fastest version of uh, that Cuban story, uh, and I loved movies. Um, there wasn't really a film school uh, there when I was growing up. I, I I knew I wanted to do it, do this film thing somehow, um, and uh, found a school in Los Angeles, and I ended up uh, moving to Los Angeles instead of New York, which is very un-Dominican of me. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I went to the LA Film School and uh, went to film uh, school there. Met some friends and uh, kind of stumbled onto sketch comedy. Uh, so, so you you didn't move to the U.S. until film school. Yeah, my twenties. Wow. So yeah. you lived in the Dominican Republic and up and through through your childhood and your twenties. You must you must miss it terribly. Uh, I do. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's definitely a huge part of me. It's, it's wonderful to, to visit. I, I feel, uh, renewed. Like I said, I, I just came back a couple mm-hmm. days ago, so it feels great to be with the fam. Uh, but yeah, I do miss it. I try to get back as, as much as I can. You obviously didn't grow up here, so you don't know what it's like to grow up in the United States, but given your understanding of this country now, what do you perceive to be the biggest difference between growing up in the Dominican Republic as you did and growing up here in the United States? Oh man. Um, when I was growing up there was there, uh, yeah, we have power outages. So like, mm. I don't be like, I couldn't, uh, you, you couldn't trust that you could see something on TV, uh, right. you know, before there was even DVR and then streaming and all that stuff. So one day there was a power outage and you wouldn't see the thing or you mm. wouldn't see a game. Mm. <laughs> and and uh, I feel like I, I grew up with that a lot. That was, uh, that was just a part of life. And did your, your parents have no interest in coming here? Um, They, uh, no, I guess not. <laughs> Amazing. No. Really? Uh, oh, they was... just like built a life over there and, yeah. um, and uh, I mean, they visit a lot, um, but uh, my mom's retired, so she's just chilling. And um, uh, but yeah, no, fantastic. Uh, was leaving? I mean, you were a baby, but do your parents have a story about leaving Cuba? Was like, was leaving Cuba a big giant deal? It must have been. Um. Yes, it was. It was uh, slightly easier, or or it wasn't as like. There are crazier stories in my family of, of uncles leaving uh, because my mom was married and, and mm-hmm. uh, it, it was a legal uh, – and my dad is a Dominican uh, citizen. It wasn't as crazy as uh, an uncle of mine who had to flee basically in the middle of the night because he was a young man and um, in a coffee shop sort of was uh, critical of the revolution and had to get out God of town really quick. Damn. <laughs> uh, crazy. And, uh, uh, yeah, so um, that was probably the lightest <laughs> of exits in my family. 
from Cuba. Uh, now, obviously, today we're talking about Sammy Sosa for a reason. Legendary Dominican. You mentioned wanting to discuss him. I picked this 20 home run month to discuss. Before we dive into that, you're old enough. You were in the Dominican Republic at the time, but you must mm-hmm. have known this guy. What do you remember about Felipe Lopez? How excited were you about Felipe Lopez? Oh, wow. Uh, very excited. Wait, uh, talking basketball? Yeah, that- yeah, yeah. Do you remember? Okay. I mean, do- yeah, 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 yeah. He, uh, uh, yeah, he seemed to be like, uh, 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 there's a lot of hype and a lot of promise. And me, uh, you know, I, 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 I as a Dominican, I, I am, baseball is in, Coded into my DNA, but uh, truly must admit in this podcast that I love basketball and Fantastic. that is the sport I am, um, you know, I, I chose like, one sport uh, to, to follow. Uh, my wife uh, is very happy with that. Uh, and it was basketball. Uh, but yeah, he he was uh, he was for a, at a moment almost everything. Like you can I only the. You could only you couldn't dream big enough of like <laughs> this is the next Michael Jordan, and he's Dominican, and we're gonna be best friends. I'm gonna meet him one day. It's gonna be amazing. Uh, and uh, I mean, you should. It's very hard for me to like root for Al Horford. I love him, and right. I wish him only the best. I just wish he was doing it somewhere else <laughs> uh but i love him. um felipe uh to me and i'm tipping my hand on my age now felipe was like the first high school kid i heard about that wasn't from my area it was like hold on there's this kid named felipe lopez who plays for rice high school in new york city and that was like oh wait this is like bigger than you know these 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 travel tournaments that I go to in Ohio and Kentucky and Michigan, uh, uh, and so I was immediately drawn towards Felipe Lopez, and again, sort of knew he was Dominican, and and I have some stories I want to discuss with you about uh, having that guy not just be an athlete that you love watching and following. Because, you know, some of these uh, – Felipe Lopez at the time, I, I had no way of watching Felipe Lopez play basketball. I just see articles in, in Sports Illustrated and uh, – uh, It was the same it? for me. Like, I, we would just – it was just – his news it was just on the paper. Really. Yes. And, like, maybe he'd be mentioned here or there somewhere on TV. Right. But it was really like the newspaper was, like, updating you. It, and that created – somebody mentioned this on a previous show. That created a lore – like when you can't see it and you're just hearing the stories and and as i was about to say the the a guy like that representing a culture a people and as a filipino you know i i have to bring up manny pacquiao mm-hmm. you, when you have a guy like that and you're hearing these stories bubbling up you got to see this guy whether it's felipe whether it's uh, mm-hmm. uh sammy whether it's uh, uh manny pacquiao when you hear the stories, but you're not seeing the rise, you're just sort of like, oh, my God, I'm so excited about this dude who I've never watched. And you build him up in your head, and it's sort of like this lovely, amazing little journey that you get to have with this dude because he represents you as a person. It's fantastic. I can't recommend it enough. You have to be a different 
ethnic background so you can have one dude represent <laughs> your entire being and then maybe disappoint you a little bit later totally. but yeah <laughs> and manny did that exactly with me as well uh <laughs> man uh, i i i i was i uh, he has a, a special uh, sort of place in my heart too because i was in in la and and he was coming here to, to train and i i you know, it was in Hollywood. I lived sort of up the street, and uh, in the twenty four sevens. I just remember those days with with uh, fondness, the many days. Uh, I mentioned you you were on SNL for a while, uh, and you worked also on Keenan. Do you have? And now we also now know that you are uh, uh, lived in the Dominican Republic for twenty plus years. Did you have something to do with Keenan's David Ortiz impression being on the show? Uh, no, uh, many times I, I've been credited for writing this and I, <laughs> I, 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 that is all Keenan and, and, and Jost, Colin Jost. I did work on the, uh, at home version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I directed that one and added a bunch of, threw in a bunch of stuff that, as much as I could, <laughs> but that, those, uh, it's, it is a Keenan and Colin, uh, um, creation. Uh, what does David Ortiz mean to you? David Ortiz, uh, See, I I guess I picked Pedro in that in the right. in the trio. Pe- Pedro, <laughs> he just he means everything to me. So Big Poppy, I love him, but Pedro, like, uh, so it goes back to his brother Ramon Martinez, who mm-hmm. you know. In um, I'm gonna take it back to the DR. My dad, uh, he's from this town. Um, um, and on the way there, we would pass by the Dodgers training camp. And I believe it was the first training camp in, in the DR. Mm. And I just, just seeing this logo, uh, I kind of just, I, I don't know. I, I, I chose the Dodgers. Yeah, That's yeah, the team yeah. I, 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 <laughs> I root for in baseball. And then these brothers went to the Dodgers and Ramon was like the first dude. And they had this fun, like, Jerry curl like hair and they were like bad boys <laughs> and uh yeah i just like they, they i don't i i they became my players and then pedro just became who yeah. he is so i i pedro means a lot more to me than than, than big poppy and also he was like kind of a, you know he could be an asshole like, you know, he threw a 70 year old man on the ground so <laughs> <laughs> there you go <laughs> We just we did an episode on uh, that Aaron Boone home run, and that that moment came up. Pedro throwing Don Zimmer to the ground. I appreciate you bringing up Ramon's hair, and and, it, and then it sort of folds into Don Zimmer and the way he looks as well. There's something about the way a guy looks that matters to me and makes sports moments great. Throwing down an old a coach is one thing. Throwing down an old coach is another. Throwing down an old coach that looks like a shellless turtle is just like on another planet. <laughs> yes, fantastic, incredible. Uh, all, the the what's the better sports moment? This is a quick. This is a quick first. But listen, this probably both of these will have their own episodes at some point in the future. But if I'm asking Oz Rodriguez right now, proud Dominican, to decide on the better Dominican sports moment. Pedro throwing Don Zimmer onto the ground or David Ortiz's this is our fucking city after the Boston marathon bombing. What is the better sports <laughs> moment? 
Uh, I still got to give it to Pedro. I oh my God. <laughs> still got to give it to Pedro. <laughs> I just, uh, I got to give it to Pedro. It's just it was cold-blooded and like <laughs> what came before. He's throwing yes. balls at people's heads. Like <laughs> It's just nasty. It really it's was. Just nasty, nasty. Uh, <laughs> uh, embracing like villain mode. Like, yes. Like jokerifying right there. It's I great. love it. I love it. I love, we have a segment on the show. We don't have it in this episode because I don't think anybody was mad about Sammy Sosa hitting all these home runs. But uh, called you mad. I love it when someone's mad. Like anytime there's in sports, there's like a little seed of anger there. That Yankee Red Sox rivalry is heating up in that particular moment. Uh, it is a great sports moment. A great answer from you. Uh, can I ask you before we dive into the rest of the show? Can I ask you quickly what was it like to work with Joe Pesci? Gigantic Joe Pesci fan. You worked with him, directed him on Bubkiss. Uh, I I think of Home Alone and his performance of the of that Wet Bandit. I can't remember whether he's Marv or the other guy. Uh, I guess he's not Marv. He's the other guy, uh, Harry. No, he is Marv. I don't know. Listen, I can't remember. All I know is Home Alone is so good. What was it like yeah. to work with Joe Pesci? It was brief, say, uh, <laughs> and uh, which he appreciated. Uh, <laughs> we. Um, uh, yeah, I only had two two scenes, and uh, you know he is a gentleman of a, of a certain age, and uh, would, just wants to work efficiently and yeah. get out there uh, fast. And I, um, I think having uh, directed SNL, that sort of right, you know, instilled in your brain like you just got to move fast and figure it out, and and um, and we did that, uh, uh, and. Uh, it it was it was it was truly bananas because like, um, you know the the first you you have this fear of, of like shit I'm being Joe Pesci and whatever, mm-hmm. and, uh, but then immediately that's replaced with like fuck I gotta make my day uh, let's go, mm-hmm. um, but then you put on the headphones you look at the monitor and then he starts talking you know yeah. this yeah. is wild <laughs> and uh you know uh he's smoking cigarettes and like you're like should you guys be smoking cigarettes? i mean what? i'm not gonna tell him not smoke a cigarette it looks great uh uh yeah that's that's peacock's problem uh it was uh it was really it was it was really cool because i also his i believe his, his manager is like part dominican so mm. I was talking to this guy and I, you know, I had like a, a maybe a better intro than, uh, than right. any, than a random stranger. Uh, he's like, Hey, this kid's Dominican. <laughs> uh, no, it, it was, it was awesome. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, the second day we worked, uh, he was, uh, you know, we were shooting with dogs and Joe Pesci. Like that's oh that's a wild God. day. Oh, like, what a great oh, day! Yeah. Uh, who was if you've worked with a ton of people in your career? Who who was the person uh, that you directed that you were the most intimidated to work with? He he'll be up there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think uh, I I remember. Uh, Emma, uh, Dame Emma, Emma Thompson, uh, <laughs> lady, is it? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> that was like, that was just the that, Mike. I can't believe I'm doing some ridiculous <laughs> sketch with this amazing <laughs> actor, uh, this legendary person. Um, <laughs> that definitely was one of one, um, that became extremely pleasant as soon as it started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> 
there is a uh yeah maybe the most bizarre day was um i worked with a uh you know i was there when the former president uh was there uh that was a pretty bizarre uh oh episode um yeah um that, i i <laughs> did you have to work I with can't... him directly like did you have to give him direct him and give him tips yeah. and thoughts I... oh my god yeah. yeah yeah i um it it it's i it <laughs> it was weird it was it went fine i guess i don't right. have like a horror story yeah 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 it was just a weird week and he showed up with his his bodyguard and he um who's also his like his dude because he also like gave, sprayed his hair to, mm. into shape um <laughs> and i got him to not play himself like because he like only wanted to wear like the the suit and right. the red tie and right somehow i convinced him that he was an accountant and he oh put on God. some beige tan suit and some glasses and then i had to tell him to dance and like in this video, you're kind of dancing to the song. It doesn't matter if you're bad. Like you can dance whatever, as whatever you want, as do whatever you want. <laughs> uh, then he started dancing in front of me. I was like, "Oh wait, hold on, we have to get you on stage and oh <laughs> let's roll god. cameras. Let's go." Oh my god! Um, what an and insane then, um, day. And then that lasted for like 20, 25 minutes. Left, and then Martin Short showed up, and that was awesome. Like, the, like the mood went, uh, yeah, completely changed way. dramatically. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Uh, the thing I saw once at 30 Rock, he is a huge dude, he's yeah. very big, yeah. and he plays to it like he wears big, giant coats that go to the floor. Big giant dude. And it makes me, I don't know why it makes me think of this, but my brother, when we were kids, my brother and I went to a WWF event at the Toledo Sports Arena, and my brother saw Ted DiBiase, the million dollar man. And my brother to this day thinks of Ted DiBiase being pound for pound the biggest person he's ever seen on the planet. And <laughs> sort of gave me that vibe. Uh, he, he, they're huge dudes. Like there's, it's sort of like startling how, how big they are. Uh, were you, I saw you wrestling on your Instagram, Oz. Are you a wrestling guy? Did you watch wrestling as a kid? Uh, as a kid, yes. I kind of okay. stopped around the, uh, beginning of Raw. It was still WWF. I think, uh, probably when I found out Razor Ramon had, was born nowhere near <laughs> Puerto Rico. <laughs> Uh, that's maybe what I uh, devastating to find out. It was like it was just like a mix of like looking back, like my favorites were like Tatanka and was Yokozuna, like oh, like questionable, like the stereotypes, you know. But Razor with his Razor's Edge, really. Is that yeah. I was just gonna uh, ask, what was your favorite finishing move? I mean, it's just like <laughs> that conflicted about that dude. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You I know, like, like my my Bret Hart, uh, what's it? Sharpshooter? Sharpshooter, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but just Razor Ramon is just a question mark that, like, I get it. That, that, yeah. <laughs> just, just, I, mean, I remember, like, being in the Caribbean and being like, yeah, this dude, yeah. one of us, de lo mio. <laughs> no. 
it's so funny to think about young Oz just being devastated when he finds out that Razor Ramon was like born in Milwaukee or something. That's yeah, very it's like, funny. Wait, Scott? <laughs> what is his name? Scott. Uh, okay. You're a, a great answer. Sharp Sharpshooter is a fantastic finishing move. I do want you to know the best finishing move of all time is the Rude Awakening by Ravishing Rick Rude. Do you remember that the uh, finishing move? Um. Yes, I. So in DR, they would like we would uh, watch WWF dubbed. The, right, so everybody had yes, their own right. um, name, their own different name. Oh, I what was his name in DR? Do you like remember? The flirt or something like a playmate. Like I want to call Jim Hacksaw. What is his name? Yeah, Hacksaw. He's basically bad. Stickman. In oh, the so funny. funny. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this you should make you should make those. T- you should make a line of T-shirts. These these are the Dominican <laughs> Republican T-shirts of these dudes. Oh my God, those would sell like hotcakes. Listen, I'm just giving you that idea, Oz. That's yours. You can El st- del palo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Stickman, the flirt. I love that. Fantastic. Uh, so, anyways, you got the the finishing move wrong. Question wrong. Which we can just move past it. It's yeah. not a big deal. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, before we dive into our moment, Oz, let's table set for everyone listening what's your favorite sport your favorite team and your favorite athlete of all time you have to pick one of each got it um again i apologize to the dominican republic but it (laughs) is basketball the answer is basketball uh very very far away from the dominican republic the los angeles lakers let's go Uh, and uh uh probably uh 1a 1b i'll say magic and kobe magic being maybe the first basketball player that i remember yes sort of seeing uh and then uh, moving here uh in you know prime kobe shack days um into uh seeing his last game at msg Amazing. Thank you, Lauren Michaels, for those seats. <laughs> uh, the uh, magic. When, so uh, I'm thinking. I don't know, and I don't want to presume, and I don't. I don't want to discuss specifics, but I'm feeling like we're in the same ballpark age-wise. Magic Johnson, you can see here over my shoulder. That's my Magic Johnson poster I've had since I was mm. like fucking ten years old. I don't know. It's the one nice. Sports Illustrated. I think it's like a Sports Illustrated poster. It's like on a white background. David Estramskis, who works the ball's life, I know he knows what I'm talking about. It's a, uh, it's all on a white background, and there's like a black thing in Magic Johnson. Anyways, I've, it's gone with me everywhere I've ever lived. My magic, my favorite Magic Johnson poster. When I was a kid, I thought Magic Johnson might be magic. Like I thought mm-hmm. he, and I still kind of believe in magic. Like I'll watch a David Blaine video and be like, I don't know, that one might be real. And as a kid, <laughs> I think I thought Magic Johnson might be like magic like that and that was i mean just took me forever like magic johnson has been everything to me forever and will be that forever until i'm dead magic johnson the best of all time for me no no dispute here (laughs) sold i uh so and you picked the lakers over the dodgers this dodgers the baseball dominican you're driving by with as a kid with your dad and you see the dodgers logo but you're choosing the lakers over the dodgers yeah I, I love it. Just, it's, uh, 
I mean, don't get me banned from the DR. <laughs> just like, let's just leave it there. Well, let's talk about Sammy and get them all back here. Let's talk about Sammy yeah. Sosa. To decide whether this 20 home run month goes into the first ballot Hall of Fame, we have to go through our Hall of Fame credentials. Those are categories by which we judge our moment. The first credential, as always, is analytics, the numbers. These are the numbers behind this. And as any baseball episode we do, the analytics portion of the show becomes just a monster part of it. Baseball does a fantastic job with these numbers. I'm going to pitch some out. I'm going to ask you some questions, Oz. Feel free to stop me Mm -hmm. if you hear something you like. The 20 home runs in 1998, that is obviously the most home runs hit in any month in all of baseball history. Number one, 20 and 98 by Sammy Sosa. In second place, John Carlos Stanton and somebody named Rudy York hit 18 home runs. Have you ever heard of Rudy York? Uh, no. Sounds like a cool band name. 1930-something? <laughs> Rudy York, never heard of him. Uh, Sosa has 17 in 2001. Uh, he famously, if I recall this correctly, it's, my memory's a little hazy. Famously, I believe Sammy wanted to get 17 home runs in a month before 9-11. Uh, so he had he had those 17 hmm. <laughs> just before September 11th. A uh, little convenient, if you ask me, something to think about. Bonds also had 17 in May of 2001. Albert Bell, who famously was walked but refused to go to first base because he really wanted to hit. That, that's a first mm-hmm. Bell Hall of Fame mm-hmm. moment if there ever was one. He also had 17. Willie Mays had one in 65. Babe Ruth had 17 in a month in 27. And then Rudy York again in 1943 had 17. Rudy York got hot as a pistol. Can you believe it? Rudy York. Make a movie out of this Rudy York. (laughs) Shohei had 15 in June of this year, 2023. Fantastic. Uh, Sosa surge actually started right before June on May 25th. He hit two home runs. And then on the 27th, he hit two more. Here's the story of Sammy's June of 1998. 27 games. So 20 home runs in 27 games. That seems pretty good. Uh, 120 home run season pace there. He had 114 at-bats. So just under every six at-bat, he's corking one. I will say on the at-bats, of the 25 guys with the most home runs in a month, Sammy's 114 at-bats was tied for third most plate appearances behind Mantle and Tulowitzki. Oh, by the way, uh, Oz, do you have a favorite name for a home run? A tater? A dinger? Any? What comes to mind when, when, you, when I force Again, you to call a home run, but DR. you can't call it a home run? Well, DR is very fun. They'll yes. say tabun tablazo. This is <laughs> oh, my God. My that one's so good. Yeah. <laughs> Also, like, un batazo. It's just like... Un batazo, oh, my God. Yeah, which doesn't make sense because it like, means, like, a big bat, but it's just... <laughs> oh, it's it's great. Don't question yeah. that. Uh, t- I'm not sure Tater makes any uh, makes any sense either, but it's fantastic. <laughs> Four baggers, also fun, great. Uh, 34 hits in the month of June. 20 of them were home runs. That's a pretty effective ratio. Scored 25 runs, two doubles, 40 RBIs that month, which month, which seems a little low to me for 20 home runs. They only have 30 and 34 hits. They only have uh, 40 RBIs. Whatever. He did strike out 27 times, 298 average, 331 on base percentage. Sosa homered in five straight games from June 3rd to the 8th. He also had seven home runs in eight days in that same stretch. He had four multi-homer games during that June, including a three-homer effort on June 15th. We'll get to that in just a second. 
This was, of course, part of that legendary 1998 Roger Maris home run crown race with Mark McGuire. Sosa hit 66 total. McGuire had 70. I did find this interesting. I didn't know this before researching. Mark McGuire was leading Sosa on May 31st, so the day before June. He was leading him 27 to 13. And again, Sosa hit four in like the last couple days of that month. So he was 20-something to nine almost uh, before the month of June starts. Ken Griffey actually was in second at the time with 19. Uh, McGuire hit 10 home runs in June himself. So by the end of that month, McGuire still had the lead 37 to Sosa's 33, but it was clear that it would be a horse race the rest of the way. Uh, And it doesn't happen without this month. That legendary home run chase, which really was, and I I want your thoughts on like what you remembered, particularly being in the, were you in the DR still at the time? Mm Mm-hmm. What was what was the home run chase like? Was it for you? Was it all focused on Sammy? Were you paying attention to what Mark McGuire was doing? How much did you care about what Mark McGuire was doing? What was that like as a kid in the DR? It was amazing. It was incredible. It was about the creation of a superhero, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, like this is, uh, I I love Sammy Sosa for what he mm. means to the Dominican Republic. Mm. Not for, you know, what's happened beyond right, and the right. asterisks that right. comes with everything. Uh, just like that month, this man became a true superhero. Mm. So one of the interesting things about the Dominican Republic at that time was that in uh, there was one company that had a cable service. Mm. And this El Cable. And this you could get like HBO mm-hmm. and some other channels. You could get NBC, which weirdly is how I started watching it, uh, <laughs> SNL. But you couldn't get Fox. So I don't I have a like I've never seen Married with Children. I've haven't really watched The Simpsons, you know? Right, like, right, I have this right. Fox culture hole. Um but weirdly we had WGN. So you could see these companies and like, um, so Sammy was, um, you know, the DR loves baseball and, um, he was successful in the local sort of league. So Sammy's been liked and beloved. Um, but yeah, all of a sudden this explosion happens to be on this channel that we have. And then, like you were mentioning earlier, the people that didn't have are finding out through the paper every day. Mm-hmm. And then June, it's just like, just <laughs> the writers were all eating. It's just like creating this like God. And like it, they were putting the newspaper in the the buses, the public transit, like the routes and stuff so people could read. And then that the people are talking about it. So it like. It's manifesting this legend. Mm. Uh, and, uh, and of course, no one's rooting for Mark McGuire. You know, <laughs> like, I think, you know, they're like, well, no, we don't want the gringo to win. We want this dude to win. Uh, so, yeah, it was it was a, a, it's an incredible moment to, to just see this whole, the, the, the country uh, root for him. Oh, so exciting. They they drove each other to higher heights. Like, the the I didn't really remember... For me, in my lifetime as a baseball fan, that home run chase was the biggest thing I had seen in baseball. That I mean, and again, I'm not, mm-hmm. you know, I I I don't go into 
exotic parts of baseball history. My life doesn't spread into them, so I don't really know them. To me, that home run chase was wild. I mean, everyone knew about that home run chase, even if you didn't really super care about baseball. Like, I I didn't really at the time. I didn't watched it because, you know, I was a kid in the United States, but I, I it wasn't like I, I was always basketball, always Lakers. Uh, so everyone knew about that home run chase and they, Sammy caught him and then they went back. Like, I think he caught him at like 44 and then they basically went back and forth through the forties and then into the fifties. And then McGuire pulled ahead and Sammy caught him again at like 55 or something. And then mm-hmm. Sammy had the lead on the 66th home run. And then he, mm-hmm. he, that's the last one he hit and McGuire hit four more. So it's really a remarkable, uh, baseball story i mean obviously again there's a a cloud of sort of steroid confusion now tied to it but uh, still a wild story and feat clearly they drove each other to higher heights Uh, a fantastic part of this moment the i did want to comment hearing you talk about sammy in the dr for me watching manny and i already mentioned manny pacquiao from like de la hoya through Hatton and Cotto, you know, all the way up into Margarito, the best fighter on planet Earth was Filipino. I cannot tell you what that meant to me. To see a guy, and there's like Filipinos are never on television in any shape or form. And I grew up in the middle of Ohio. My high school was in a cornfield. There were no Filipinos as far as the eye could see to grow up, to move to New York, to be in Queens, experiencing Manny Pacquiao in Queens to watch that De La Hoya fight at Crystal's in Woodside with Filipinos changed my life to watch a guy like fighting for his life and for his career (laughs) you can't i can't recommend highly enough be another race (laughs) get another parent and have a part of you tied up in a singular dude it is the wildest sports experience magic no one will mean more to me uh, than Magic Johnson, but Manny Pacquiao is the most special sports, and it, fuck his po- politics. Let me make that clear. Fuck his politics. But as a sportsman, I can't tell. I can't even explain to you all what it meant. And if you're Filipino and you're listening, you fucking know what I'm talking about. It's bananas. What do you meant? It's and it's also it's fun to hear that 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 Sammy meant the same to you. No, I. I um... I loved your passionate take. Let's dive back into the numbers. Uh, Sammy popped the Phillies Carlton lower twice during the month. He also hit dingers off four different Phillies pitcher in that one series. I mentioned the three home run effort earlier. Sammy got Milwaukee's Cal Eldridge three times in the same game, June 15th. What is what are they doing in Milwaukee? Letting this guy hit into the pitch into the seventh inning. Sammy uh, hit some, takes some yard three times. Uh, last stat here, he had a 500-foot tape measure job off Toby Borland, again of the Phillies. Longest home run of the season during this month. It was the during that 20-home run month. 500 feet? My God. Also, for context, think about it. June 1998. 
Same month, Michael Jordan wins his sixth and final championship for the mm-hmm. Bulls. Mm-hmm. He hits the shot in Utah, and Sammy's going for 20 in the same month and has 66 on that year. Wild mm-hmm. couple of months for the for Chicago there. God damn. WGN, baby. Harry <laughs> <laughs> <Super> Carey. <laughs> we even saw the uh... – we even saw the uh, the the parade, the Bulls parade. Oh, which, man. like, why would we be watching this in the name of public? <laughs> I was also like uh, into Pearl Jam, and like Eddie Vedder is like from Chicago, so he's like talking about Sammy Sosa, and I was like, we're fucking cool. <laughs> uh, yeah, because Sammy was a big deal. That like um, historically, the the amount of name of of Sammy names and DR shot up mm, that summer. I bet. I bet. Uh, <laughs> also in in dogs <laughs> too. <laughs> There's a lot of Sammy dogs. Uh, <laughs> he got an honorary degree from this university just Fantastic. for you know hitting homers. <laughs> uh, to get a college he, degree for hitting home runs is. Phenomenal! What a great ad here. L- listen yeah. to this as we're considering whether this thing goes into the first ballot Hall of Fame. I need to remind you that Sammy Sosa was given a college degree for hitting home runs. That's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, there's more. He was also given the keys of to the city of New York by Rudy Giuliani. <laughs> He got a parade in Washington Heights. Oh. He, uh, uh, I, oh, oh, uh, there was also a stretch of road in the DR uh, called Route 66 because of his 66 perfect, homers. So perfect. It was a big deal. Uh, and then, like, there was also a hurricane. So he had to, like, uh, that year, like, in September, October. So, like, everybody looked at him and he had to, like, he became, like, sort of mm. a support uh leader and also to the point where he was like oh, it's too much uh and uh also was used for tourism like he yeah, was bad. the dr uh, like that summer fantastic i didn't know this uh sammy sosa career home runs 609 he's ninth on the list of uh the most home runs in a career he's number nine yeah. In baseball yeah. history, Sammy Sosa, 609. That's wild. Do you, uh, Oz, do you think you can name one person above Sammy Sosa and you can't say Barry Bonds? Uh, McGuire. <laughs> Mark McGuire no. is 11th. Oh, Sammy Sosa has more home runs than Mark McGuire. I would have said the Hank same Aaron? thing. Hank Aaron, yes. Hank Aaron's number two, 755. I should have lived, lived with that one. <laughs> uh, here are a couple of uh, Pujols, uh, Rod, uh, Alex Rodriguez, uh, Ken Griffey Jr., which, again, I don't know that I would have immediately thought of. And then Jim Tomey had 612. Fantastic, Jim Tomey. With the TH? Yes, exactly. That's exactly right. <laughs> T-H-O-M-E, Jim Tomey. He's a random baseball thing. Random baseball player. Remember. Lefty, but that's, it would have been a great name for baseball names. Uh, let's move on to our eye test. What did we see in this moment? I want to pitch you one yeah. from watching. I watched all 20 home runs in this month. From Sammy. This is what I do for you guys listening. I love it. The thing that really sticks out to me, that trot. I bet you, I bet Oz could do yeah. a killer Sammy Sosa impression because he didn't just hit home runs. He did it with yeah. style. That yeah. trot and then the chest thing and the kissing yeah. and the peace sign. He had yeah. a thing. He had a full yeah. thing. That makes it great. Your thoughts on Sammy's thing. <laughs> 
Here are my thoughts. Uh, it's perfect. It's perfect. Uh, I still, to this day, will give you yes. The, the yes. I don't even know what it is. The tap to the chest to the lip yes. to the chest to the lip to the chest to the lip, and then the peace sign with yes. a kiss. I mean, it's great. It's like from the heart, a kiss, peace. You know, fantastic. It's like it's big picture stuff. It's really, good. and uh, the hop when he knew it was out of there is it's. Especially that month when you saw him hopping, there there was cheering. Yes. That came with a cheer. Yes. Especially if you're seeing this with people, if you're seeing this with beers, there was some cheering when that hop was going down. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it was just it was it was a a show. Like uh, mm-hmm. I I feel if I remember correctly, like maybe baseball was at a dip, mm-hmm. probably like after mm-hmm. the strike and all this stuff, mm-hmm. and that just felt like uh, like watching. Like entertainment, like truly entertaining joy. baseball. Yes. Yeah, joy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's really great. Uh, and then on the, the when I watched his 20th home run, two dudes ran onto the field to high-five yeah. him as he's rounding the yes. bases. I don't condone fans, especially drunk ones, invading the field of play in any sport. It's a massive safety concern. I, I care about these athletes. That said... When yeah. you have a podcast that tries to determine the best sports moment, having dudes run onto the field helps your moment out. The, yeah. Of the two guys that run onto the field for his 20th home run, the guy that gets – well, I guess they both kind of got to him. The, but the guy that gets a high five from him is wearing no shoes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, where did he come from? Where did he come – where did he – not wear shoes into the game. I feel like they must have stopped him. So he took his shoes off before running onto the field. A very mm. peculiar decision, if that's the case. Now I've met too many people that like the no shoe life, where I feel like oh. this dude showed up without the shoes. Like I've just like <laughs> met too many of those interesting folks. Let's just call them. <laughs> and uh, he looked like he. He's the type that's like, I only wear shoes in airplanes because they won't let me fly. (laughs) Oz, can I ask you some questions about SNL? A few more SNL questions. Let's do it. All right, here we go. You uh, were making videos online. You got a job at Super Deluxe, which I believe was like a Turner property. And then you got a job at Funny or Die. That's all true. That's the art, correct? Correct. And then Funny or Die, your work at Funny or Die leads to the opportunity at SNL it kind of sort of feels like getting drafted in the NBA, like getting to SNL. It's just like a something that it doesn't happen to so many people. It's like such a small room. It's just wild to think about. Wild to think about. Uh, uh, fantastic. Congratulations on, on having such a successful career and, and jumpstarting it there Thank and have, and doing so much with it since. Uh, you were part of that early sort of sketch comedy online video uh world do you have a favorite online sketch do you, you know is there like a sketch that if some group did or somebody did that they posted you're like oh my god i love that so much it means something to me and i still i still hold it in my heart uh that's a great question um i did come from the wild digital days of mm-hmm. uh, the internet um this is going to be a very random one, not a super popular one, but I, I really liked the Birthday Boys uh, yes. uh, 
videos and they did one called buildings which is uh for a sitcom about buildings so it's just the intro <laughs> and you meet every building and every building has a character name and it's really stupid <laughs> but i will randomly think about that I, sketch <laughs> i can't wait to go find it and watch it uh, we're going to we're going to find that sketch. We're going to put it in the um, show thread. Uh, so follow us on social at First Ballot Pod on Twitter at First Ballot HF on Instagram. I realize those should be the same. Uh, I do, you worked at Funny or Die, uh, Nick. Did you know? Do you know Nick Weiger? Yeah, Nick Weiger was on the show before. He did uh, Iverson over Lou. Uh, big big pain, Laker fan. Big Laker fan. That was a painful moment for both of us to discuss on the show. Uh, he did that Gungan style thing at, at Funny or Die, where he did yeah. that parody song Gungan style, and then I, I don't, I can't even explain it. You just got to Google it, Funny or Die Gungan style, <laughs> Nick Weiger. It's one of my favorite. I love it so much. It means something to me. The performances mean something to me. I'll watch it at random. You'll just, I'll just think about it. You, you hear one of those songs, even the fucking somebody that I used to know, whatever the hell that song was. Uh, I hear that. That was at the button. Like, uses a button to this video. I'll just go watch that video. Oh my god, I love those. Uh, a fantastic answer, Sad. birthday boys too. And by the way, Mike Mitchell and, and Nick now do uh, famously do the Doughboys podcast, which is fantastic. Mm -hmm. What was it like to follow the Lonely Island guys at SNL? Fucking daunting, I'd imagine. Um, uh, I must say this. The sorry, I just remember that Sai was the. Uh, cameo in my first snl show so who, who was <laughs> i just like i don't know what oh, was the was? sketch but yeah <laughs> right that was his name uh yeah he came out and did, you know he said his thing and then i don't remember the sketch at all but i remember like that that yeah first show being like what the fuck is this place? <laughs> uh sorry what was your question what was it uh, like to follow the lonely island guys Oh, I mean, you're um, already in. The, you're already at SNL. You come from the DR. You're in uh, LA. You're coming up through the online video space. You get called up to SNL, so to speak, and then you have mm -hmm. to follow the Lonely Island guys. Yes, but uh, the the only good thing about it, or the, the reason why we my head didn't explode, was because they had left. They it, it created this opening for this slot, right. uh, which was the digital short slot and right. now so as a director i felt like i always had something to do and only something to right. look forward to uh i think it was only it was maybe only daunting when someone wanted to do a music video because you always right. have the, the shadow of their work um but overall it was cool because i i they even told me this in like the, the interview that like they were they were excited to hire us as directors because the writers all all these other voices could could do a, a pre-tape as they call it. Mm -mm. Uh, do you have a favorite SNL short that you had nothing to do with? You had no hand in it. Do you have a favorite SNL short that you had nothing to do with? Yeah, probably history of punk is my favorite, right. favorite, Very good. one of my favorite things I've ever seen. <laughs> and like was lucky enough to do, I got to, I don't know if you saw this where we, we, we took that character and had Fred interview the clash and that, that was pretty wild to, to <laughs> just a, just an excuse to meet the clash. Basically. Right, yeah. Uh, but that sketch <laughs> is, uh, man, uh, uh, Reese Thomas directed that they killed it. And, 
and that and probably farewell mr bunting are are really very good really top notch uh, top notch stuff i'm on a boat makes me so angry i'm very competitive <laughs> that makes me so angry because it's equal parts super funny and then also really well shot and the music is just legitimately good yeah. devastating for a guy like me that's like super competitive. <laughs> really hated it. Your, uh, your what is the Jay-Z the story the Jay-Z story that you did with Michael Bryan yeah. that's maybe my favorite thing you did and I uh, you've done amazing things that <laughs> that were vi- visually like I you know and again having been in this business a little bit I can't imagine how you got the thing done and have it look like that under the circumstances that you're under. We're going to get to scheduling here in a minute. But the Jay-Z story that you did with Michael Bryan uh, is my personal favorite, just right on the button. All the all the things he said, the performances. And again, I'm obviously Mike, very funny guy. Don't want to take anything from him. And by the way, I fell to lead to win Michael Bryan. Don't want to take anything from him, but also as a director of that uh really special performances on some of those lines really great even Sudeikis like a really funny part of that sketch we'll again we'll post that online as well uh I read that that didn't get picked in the meeting but you sort of got Lauren to let you do it what is that pitch like like when they don't pick your thing but you're like wait we really believe how do you get that done I think at that point it was slightly easier because we had done a few Mike O'Brien pieces um so his pieces uh, at the table, always so funny, but so different and special. Uh, so uh, sometimes they wouldn't get picked just because, like, it wouldn't work for the host that was there right. that week, for example. Right. But it did really well at the table. So, it, it like, Lauren, the producer, sort of knew that there was something there. And we were able to sometimes ask if we could do it on Tuesday. Um, so we would do it the week the the week after uh, Tuesday, which is usually a writing night, and uh, just try to be as as uh, as low impact as possible. Right. Because we kind of the deal was we could do a, a weird Michael Bryan piece, but sometimes we would also have to do just a you know commercial right, parody right, 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 that right. Friday. Right. Um, so it became like sort of a, a scheduling, uh, figuring out when, um, for example, in that one, when we could get like Taryn for 30 minutes or, or Sudeikis for 30 minutes or, yeah, uh, JK Simmons <laughs> for whatever <laughs> kind of minutes, like it's wild how many people we, <laughs> uh, but because, uh, um, it was a Michael Bryan piece. We could just take him all day and go to Brooklyn and shoot around. Mm. And, and, uh, and we kind of tried all the things, all the tricks. We would get like body doubles to shoot all the anything behind him. Right. Um, and just scheduled that and shoot <sighs> extremely fast. Crazy to think about. Uh, just very quickly, you're never shooting. So you're directing a lot of these pre-tapes for us now. You're never, you never start shooting before Friday. Is that true? Um, there were only two occasions, really. Like, oh my! God. If it, if it, uh, or two cases, I guess the Michael Bryan. Right. It, it, we did that a few times, right. and then the only other time was when Dave Chappelle was there the first time, and he already had the Walking Dead script right. written, right? That parody. 
Um, and so, so you knew that was going to be on the show. We knew that was going to be on the show. I have, I was able to, I told the, the, you know, the producers that this, everybody knew this was something like that. We obviously had been on TV for a while. He's bringing back his characters or like, it was sort of a known deal, yeah. if you will. Um, but it was pretty complicated. So I was like, I think I need two days to yeah, shoot yeah, this because yeah. uh, he's playing a million, a million characters. It takes place at night in some woods. Like we knew realistically we couldn't shoot that. Uh, you know, it was November, some random woods. So we had to build these woods outside. So that was um, a very surreal week because this was election week. And so it was, you know, Tuesday. It's election week, right? Yeah. (laughs) And, uh, oh, sorry. I must add that, like, so Dave had had been coming to the previous shows to, like, see how 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 mm-hmm. they made this thing mm-hmm. and like i had was able to meet him um and he telling me about he told me about this walking dead story so honestly coming into this week i'm buzzing with energy I about bet. walking dead and working with dave chappelle mm-hmm. on his comeback to tv at that time um so yeah uh <laughs> so tuesday happens uh and then wednesday going to work that's when we do the table read it was somber as fuck people were right. crying it was oh like, my god you know he read like tony morrison poetry oh. a poem and like lauren was like i've been through you know many years <laughs> just like trying to give advice we're like oh it'll, be, it'll be fine god. And I just like the mood was like Ugh. Uh. but i'm like oh man this is awesome i <laughs> get to shoot two days with dave chappelle we're gonna fucking kill this <laughs> It's going to look awesome. We made a fake head. Uh, honestly, my mind was somewhere else. <laughs> Maybe also coming from the DR. Right, right, I'm like, right. guys, not my first clown show <laughs> yeah, of a president. So we'll be all right. Oh, that's a fantastic story. <laughs> I love you being able to focus on the work. That's fantastic. Uh, let's move on to then. Let's dive back into our moment, head to our next credential, the ear test. What did we hear in this moment? I'm going to play some of the calls. Here are the, 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 the and it's a real shame Harry Carey retired the season before this, 97, September 97, he retires. Uh, the three home runs against Cal Eldred. I, I mentioned it earlier on. Here are the calls from those three home runs. Let's listen to it together. One thing he's doing different this year, he's batting for a much higher batting average, 328 as you saw, and he's starting to go to right field quite a bit. That one hit well to right center. Grissom back, good night now. Now Sammy Sosa has been spreading his home runs all over the ballpark. Has just as many to left field as he does to center and to right. It's an attack against right-handed pitching. Oh my gosh. That one didn't have a chance to stay in the facility, folks. <laughs> Out of the ballpark, so second, second one. Bomb and as many at-bats, four to two Cubs. Well, you can't blame Cal for trying. He hit a fastball out the right center. And Sosa waited back on that changeup. It was up in the strike zone, and he hit a rocket. <laughs> Sounds good. That's just a good sound. <laughs> There's a hop. Sosa's third of the night. No shoe, man. Trajectory bombs. 
Look at the extension, a 2-1 fastball out over the plate, and Sammy Sosa not the only one that knows it's gone. Bam. Hits down in the zone. See you later. The 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 right. sound of a home run is a super underrated part of a ba of a sports moment. Oh yeah, that crack is so funny. Yeah, completely natural bat. I'm sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, I'm looking at my notes. Two things: trajectory bomb. Yes, <laughs> great, 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 great way to describe it. And then man of the people. Man of the people. He hit every part of the the the, the stadium. <laughs> That's great. It's fantastic. I also love that when describe. I love that you judge a home run, and that when you talk about a home run, you talk about how hard he hit it or how far the ball went. It's just so basic and simple. They're like that mm -hmm. ball went so far, so far. <laughs> it's like, oh my god, that he hit that so <laughs> far. It's just so funny to think about us being reduced to like stereotypical dudes being like, did you see how hard he hit that ball and how far it went? I love that part of home runs. I love it too. I love that. That man gets paid a lot of money to <laughs> it's say that. Fantastic. I, and it's very hard. <laughs> Here's a personal favorite call of mine. This is in that 20 home run month. This is a couple days after this Cal Eldred three home run disaster for Cal Eldred. This is Sammy's 25th of the season. Let's listen to it together. There's a drive, way back. How far is that one gonna go? That looked like a fork ball. And Sammy just murdered it. <laughs> murdered it. Murdered it. <laughs> I also love that it was a fork ball. You don't hear a lot about fork balls anymore. Fantastic yeah. baseball lingo, I love it. Uh, here's another personal favorite of mine because I was at this game with my brother Michael, Tiger Stadium. I believe this okay. was number 19. Let's listen to it. Oh. Sosa sent to drive. Deep turn right. Oh, baby, long gone. One run game. And Sammy with 32, the all-time record, his 19th home run of the month for most home runs in any month for anyone who's ever played this game. And listen to this place. Unbelievable. Chanting Sammy's name in Detroit, Michigan. Fantastic. This is amazing. I love it. I, 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 I'm I look that up. I mean, it's so good. Listen to that every day. We didn't go to the game because of his 20 home runs, but we, we knew he was doing it. Like it was, it was Dang. big enough. Uh, this run that he was in, it was big enough that my brother and I both knew it. Uh, and then here's the call of the 20th home run. This also, again, all of these, these most recent calls have this like music over it. I apologize. This not only has music over it, the 20th home run, home run call, music, plus it has an interview with Sammy Sosa, which leads into our next credential, the press conference. Let's hear what Sammy has to say about the 20th home run he hit in this June of 98. Here it is. Curve, swung out, belted, deep turn left. He's got 20 this month. And I want to tell you something. The bat that I used that, that, uh, uh, the last home run was the baby root bat. A Babe Ruth bat. Somebody give it to me somewhere because I'm about you know, I, I received so many gifts. But in one day I'm like, mm, that would look good. 20 home runs, 40 batted in. Are you kidding me? 
I remember that because I saw that now. Yes, 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 yes. Seriously, I remember because I, I, I Beirut, I remember that. <laughs> Fans on their feet, they want a curtain call from a man who hit 20 home runs in one month. Seriously, because I have so many, but it, that, that was a gift from someone. I don't remember because I'm, 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 I know that I used that bat. I know 100% and I hit the home run with that bat. And Sammy Sosa has been miraculous this month. He is claiming to have used Babe Ruth's bat on his 20th home run. Now, I want to lay a scenario in front of you. I want you to pick the path that you believe is correct. One of two things happened here. Sammy Sosa is either completely lying or Sammy Sosa used a bat that was worth millions of dollars. <laughs> Maybe priceless to hit a 20th home run. Both are phenomenal to think about and I believe additive to this moment. Which do you think is more likely? He definitely found Babe Ruth's bat and said this is the bat i'm gonna use and hit that 20th home run i believe that that is that is what would happen no questions it was like it that is a hundred percent what happened it would have been like a 60 year old bat that he's home run. hey i, I think he found it, it. He founded it just it, it, this is movie shit, man. He just founded it like, oh, oh, I don't know. He was in the locker room. It rolled to him or something. He's like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> this is it. And then bam. Oh, oh. cinematic. Really amazing. Uh, <laughs> here's another here's another quote from the press conference. That's the next credential. Any great quotes from this? I found this on ESPN. This is a quote in ESPN article about this. The, the chase that year. Quote, the biggest impact from Sosa, however, might have been how the home run chase influenced Bonds. The best player in the game with three MVP awards, Barry Bonds, was allegedly so irritated by the attention McGuire and Sosa received that he started using PEDs after the 98 season. <laughs> One story in the Game of Shadows, the expose by Mark Fineru, Wada, and Lance Williams, please forgive me if I pronounced your name wrong, tells how the Giants had set up ropes and around the batting cage when they played the St. Louis Cardinals to control the crowd that gathered to watch McGuire. Bonds began knocking down the ropes, quote, not in my house, he shouted. So this month, which the 98 home run chase doesn't exist without this month, that home run chase fuels Barry Bonds to start taking PEDs. He hits 73 a couple of years later. It's a, a bunch of dominoes are falling here. That's right. You're welcome, Bruce. <laughs> welcome, America. Sammy Sosa. Change the game. Uh, <laughs> I want to be like him, said Barry Bonds. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, burning question. Next credential. Burning questions. Do we care about steroids here? Does this cloud this at all? The answer to this question could decide whether this thing goes in the first ballot Hall of Fame. I want to say, as the proprietor of the first ballot Hall of Fame, I'm fine with steroids, people using steroids. To the audacity to pump a synthetic thing into your body to be better at a sport. I li listen, if, if I had the opportunity to make mi millions, generational wealth, millions and millions of dollars, and take care of my family for generations, if I had the chance to do that, someone was like, just stick this needle in your butt. I'd do it. I wouldn't blink I'd do it. Are you kidding me? 
You, you wait a minute. I just put this thing in my butt and then I hit home runs and then my family eats forever. No problem. I'll do it right now. So I'm not, <laughs> I'm as the first ballot provider, no issues with steroids at all. However, maybe it takes away from the sport a little bit. Does that take away from the moment here, Oz? Uh, Bean, I never talked about steroids. I only talked about his cultural, social, political <laughs> impact in my country, the Dominican That's Republic, right. which was immense, <laughs> huge, I would say. Uh, so I don't, I don't, sure, put an asterisk. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> you know that everyone else has been welcomed back so yes, agree whatever i'm the same way with asterisk people are like the lakers bubble chit title deserves an asterisk i'm like cool baby as long as it comes with a banner it hangs sure. up in that arena yeah <laughs> yeah also you go do it you go win 100%. in friggin totally. orlando uh Oz, one more question about your career what is th- no, no no two two questions i'm gonna add a second what's the work you've done in your career that you're the most proud of I'll say this. Uh, Miguel wants to fight August 16 on Hulu. Uh, very, actually, very, very proud of that. Uh, very excited. Um, in SNL, it would be Daryl's House, a sketch that we had to edit live. Whoa. <laughs> God damn. Uh, um, uh, t- wait, hold on. Tell me, tell me a bit more about Miguel Wants to Fight. Miguel Wants to Fight uh, is about this... Uh, kid named Miguel um he has uh he lives in Syracuse um and a group of his friends uh, get into a fight and uh he uh does not he <laughs> usually just stays on the outside or he comes in at the end and like oh man that was crazy uh, <laughs> and then um then one day he finds out that the family's about to move at the end of the week and he decides to prove uh, his friendship by wanting to get into a fight right. but this is a comedy so uh he is gonna catch a lot of l's uh, <laughs> on his way to a fight on um, hulu, the 16th fantastic i have hulu i can watch it i can't wait nice <clears throat> um yeah very excited uh uh shay serrano and jason concepcion wrote the script jason um, was on the show as well fantastic yeah and uh it's uh, miguel is a big action movie fan so we got to kind of recreate some, oh, so some action cool. scenes. Some, any uh, any any particular and... movie that you were happy to, or, or, or recreation you were happy to do? Yeah, we did we did an Enter the Dragon sequence uh, that in itself has uh, a ton of other nods and a, a Matrix sequence oh and my we have an anime sequence. Um, yeah, really, so really, really cool. excited about that it. That really lines up with Shay and his whole his whole uh, bag as well. That sounds fantastic. I can't wait to watch it. Uh, the next credential, X Factor. Any X Factors here? I got one. Sammy Sosa. I love a good sports name. And Sammy Sosa got to be top 25. The consonants, the last name ending with a vowel. Mm-hmm. I also love anytime everyone universally just accepts that like shortening of the first name. Sammy. His first name, Sam mm-hmm. Samuel, Samuel. I had to look it up. I didn't even know. Because he's just Sammy Sosa. And by the way, you can't even say Sammy or Sosa. You have to say Sammy Sosa. That name mm-hmm. means something. And it's a fantastic X Factor here. Uh, the other thing I wanted to mention, uh, Wrigley. Having mm-hmm. some of these homers at Wrigley, I mentioned the 500 foot tape job he hit. Uh, he mm-hmm. hit that one onto a house 
Wrigley here, a huge X factor. Dudes th- drinking beers and grilling hot dogs on a roof of a house. What must it have been like to live in that house as a baseball fan? I mean, you those must be foundational stories. I, I also can't even imagine selling it. Like the whoever got that house in 1992 and must still be living in that house. Why would you ever leave that house right outside of Wrigley? You're getting home runs in your fucking backyard. It's fantastic. I hope they're making money out of that house somehow. Gotta be. Gotta be. But yeah, going back to the name, very strong name, Sammy Sosa. Fantastic. Like like I mentioned before, (laughs) very popular in DR after that summer. Uh, And this isn't the other thing, just as a quick X factor, this isn't in the, wasn't in the month of June. It wasn't in this June 20 home run uh, moment we're talking about, but his 62nd home run is wild. We'll put it in the social thread. It's a bullwhip crack of the bat home run, as a lot of these have been. The pitcher looks like he's about to hit the deck. It's damn near like PTSD. He really ducks like somebody fired a gun. It's crazy. And then the ball goes so far outside of Wrigley, and it's like bouncing down the street. And the fans, because again, you're thinking, this is the 60-second home run, beats Maris. And you're mm-hmm. kind of going, could this be the greatest home run ever hit? Everyone is running for this ball. They're trying to find You see, it's packs. They're like animals mm-hmm. trying to catch it. And it makes me realize it's like someone threw a briefcase of unmarked bills <laughs> out into the streets of Chicago and people are running for it. It's nuts. Basically, yeah, people are going crazy. They're like, I can retire. Oh, my God. It's so crazy to think about. And and again, seeing dudes running all over the place. And then one of the, I don't know that it was the 66, but like maybe 64, 65. It's just it must be 20 people in Wrigley fighting over a ball. Everyone grabbing for it. It's just a melee. It's really wild. It's a what a crazy uh, home run chase this moment was. And that was actually Babe Ruth's. <laughs> Same baseball. <laughs> fantastic. What history? He really, wo- really, really wove history into this fantastic job. Sandy. Circle of life. <laughs> Oz, you've represented all Dominicans so well here in the halls of the First Bell Hall of Fame. I see the time is winding down for- on us. It's almost time for America's favorite podcast segment. It's called More Important. Are you ready for More Important? Oz Rodriguez. Let's do Oz, it. Oz, you are an artist of the highest order. You're in a field that is at bare minimum soon to be under siege by artificial intelligence. What are your thoughts on the need to save and preserve human creativity in our society? Uh, great question. I mean, AI. oh, I'm so sorry, Oz. We don't have time for that. It's time for something more important. The music's playing. There's a timer ticking down on it. <laughs> the questions I'm about to ask you, your answer to them will all be far more important than any bullshit you were about to say. Uh, your answers to these questions will define who you are as a man on this planet. Are you ready for more important odds? Let's try thank it. You, Let's thank go. you so much for letting me interrupt you. I really apologize. I'm very sorry. <laughs> Oz, what is your favorite beverage? Orange juice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That was the sort of excitement I wanted to come out of the gates with. Let's go. Uh, Oz, you've worked with Blake Griffin, Charles Barkley before. Who is the funniest athlete of all time? 
Charles Barkley was incredible. And oh. when, he gets, when he messes up a take, he gets really mad, oh. and it's kind of fun. Oh, I love it. That's fantastic to hear. Uh, Oz, we got to keep going. There's the, t- the timer. The guitars are playing. Let's do it. Let's go. Name Let's go. something that really kicks ass. Uh, the Raid. I'm sorry. The movie The Raid. The movie The Raid. The oh, movie The Raid. Raid. Sorry. <laughs> Not an actual raid. <laughs> if you were a baseball player, Oz Rodriguez, if you were a baseball player, what would your walkout music be, be as you came to bat? It would be some Dembo, probably. Some some Dembo, some music from the Dominican Republic, probably from El Alfa. Uh, maybe I'd go uh, El Alfa, Bad Bunny, La Romana song. Oh, fuego, fuego. Fantastic. Fire, fire. Rob, play a short clip of that, but cut it off in a funny way. Do it right here. Thank you so much, Rob. Which celebrity that you've worked with was like a real five tool comedic actor they can do the physical comedy the funny voice great acting maybe impressions who could just do it all who was like a prodigious talent that you worked with and was like god damn this person's got it uh two obvious questions uh, obvious people melissa mccarthy and emma stone <laughs> so good at their craft oh, i love it great answers name one director you know you could beat up in a fight I love this. Fellow SNL director, Paul Brigatti. Let's go. Let's go. Paul, you fucking Just, want uh, some of this, Paul? <laughs> please put it out there that I'm challenging him to an MMA fight. Paul's Elon no Zuckerberg style. <laughs> uh, do you have a favorite movie? I know this is heavy. Listen, I'm going to give you a chance to think about it. I'm buying you time right now. We'll pull up any pauses sure. you continue give, to think. What's give your me, Give me, movie? like, can you, like... No. Right. No, I will not let you yeah. say multiples. You you can change. No, your no answer. multiples. Okay. Just say like, give me like a, another thing. Like favorite movie in Spanish. Favorite movie okay. involving a dog. Here we go. Favorite movie involving favorite, Dominicans. Favorite sports movie. Favorite sports movies. Okay, it probably have to be Major League. It's so good. Major League, so yeah. good. Uh, great answer. Fantastic. Thank you for doing it. Oz, I need you to name the Dominican athlete Mount Rushmore. You get four Dominican athletes. To represent the Dominican Republic, four of them. Mount Rushmore, here we go. Pedro Martinez. Um, uh, Got to put Sammy. This is Sammy, here we go. Over here. Okay. Um, uh, to be a random one, um, Felipe Alou. Oh, I he love was it. the manager. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the, he was the first uh, Dominican-born uh, manager. Maybe first Latino, if I'm not. Uh, you know, if I'm right, I think uh, you are. And uh, da, 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 da. Lugaling Santos, he is a track and field uh, uh, athlete. He is from my dad's hometown, Bayaguana, <laughs> and uh, bronze and silver winner. I really appreciate you keeping Al Horford as a Celtic off of that list. Uh, it means a lot. <sighs> I want to put no, him no, in. No, no, no. It's for the best. He listen. He deserves what I he put gets. His dad first. <laughs> His dad was the first Dominican to play. Oh, is that Pizza true? Hopefully. I didn't even realize. That's fantastic. Yeah, so he he could be. He has an amazing mustache, too. Uh, uh, Oz, last question, more important. What is your favorite comedy thing right now? It could be a podcast. It could be a meme. It could be a movie. A stand-up. Tim Robinson. Noise. Anything yeah, yeah, created yeah. by. Uh, great answer. Uh, so I think you should leave, probably. So good. Uh, 55 burgers. Uh, co- the next credentials are co-sign. The floor is yours, Oz. Does Sammy Sosa's 20 home run month, June 1998, does it belong in the first belt Hall of Fame and why the floor is yours? Um, 
Yes, this belongs in the first ballad, Hall of Fame. And this is not a story about the U.S. Mm. This is a story about the sport that they brought in their first invasion of the United of the Dominican Republic um, that we grew to love. Mm. And if you do not like this story, if you're against this story, then you're against the whole country and its people <laughs> and its history. So tied to this game that we inherited it. out of American invasion. Right. So just think <laughs> about this asteroid, asterisk and a needle going on a butt and compare it to how baseball got to the Dominican Yes. <laughs> fantastic it's time for the induction speech that's when i neil get to decide whether this thing goes in listen i'm going to take everything i said into account ultimately i think this is a referendum on whether sammy's portion of the 98 home run chase deserves to be in the first battle of fame and i think it does but more than anything yeah. what oz just said this is also about representation. Sammy is a first ballot Hall of Fame icon. He is like a, with the kisses and the deuce and the pounding his chest and the hop and the, the cracks of the bat and how far they went. He literally is knocking balls out of the field of play, out of the entire building. I mean, he's got the attitude. He's got the style. He's got the name. He plays for the Cubs. He's at Wrigley. He represents the DR. He has the most home runs in a month in Major League Baseball history. History. I don't give a shit if he took steroids. I don't care at all. Sammy Sosa, Oz Rodriguez, the Chicago Cubs, the Dominican Republic. Congratulations. This moment is in the first Pal Hall of Fame. Congratulations. Oz, thank you so much for doing the show. I really appreciate it. You were fantastic on the show. You were great. Thank I really you. loved meeting you. You were a lovely guy to get to know a little bit. How can people follow you? What can you plug? Uh, if you choose to follow me on Instagram, uh, that is a place where you can find things, I guess. <laughs> it is not very entertaining. Uh, but uh, it is a place where I will put the trailer for Miguel Wants to Fight on Hulu. Um, that is the next the the uh, next movie coming out. I'm very excited for everyone to watch Amazing. it. Um, yeah, that's uh, um, truly very bad at the socials, uh, but uh, <laughs> Miguel, <laughs> the great at the hangs. Miguel wants to fight. Support Oz Rodriguez. Support Shea Serrano. Support Jason Concepcion. A Filipino, by the way. Uh, we're all we got. Oz, thank you so much for being on the show. I really appreciate it. Yeah, man, you're gonna love. You're gonna love. Uh, I think you're gonna like this too. I can't wait. It's not, it uh, sounds really up my alley, by the way. <laughs> That's it. That's the show. My thanks to Mr. Oz Rodriguez. Check out his new movie. Miguel wants to fight this Wednesday, August sixteenth, on Hulu. Oz is a good man. Support him. We're all we've got. My shout out today goes to NBA Records on Instagram. I appreciate him listening to the show. He's always commenting on our Instagram. I appreciate that. Follow us if you haven't yet on all of our socials at First Ballot HOF on IG and threads at First Ballot Pod on Twitter. I realize those should be the same. We post all of the media, the clips, photos, and videos, anything we talk about on the show 
It gets posted online, so you can go check it out as you're listening. It's a good place to keep up with the show. I appreciate hearing from all of you there, and NBA Records is one of the people that does that all the time. Thanks again for listening to the show. I appreciate you. Credits. Rob Bob edits the show. Jessica Singh produces it. David Estramskis is our Balls Life producer. Shout out to the Balls Life family and the Balls Life podcast network. Rhythm J makes all our beats. Follow him on social at Rhythm J. Rate and review us if you would, please. Please come back next week for more First Ballot. Sammy just murdered it.